Welcome to the Become Podcast from the Salvation Army Croc Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is the place where you'll get to know some of the Croc Center leadership, maybe meet some new people, and most importantly, hear how God can help us grow to be the community center and people he wants us to become. Now here's your host, Lieutenant Taylor Bruto. Hey, Croc. So great to be back and to be uh, introducing our next two guests on episode six, which is really about ministry and working as a team in ministry and just what it means to be in ministry, what it means to be working for the Salvation Army. And we got off on off topic a couple times, but it was just really good, meaningful and in-depth conversation about all things ministry and Croc Church. So I hope you enjoy this and uh, just take a deep breath, get some coffee and enjoy this episode of the Become Podcast. Hi, I'm Brent Wilcoxon, Director of Business at the Grand Rapids Croc Center. I've been a Kids Hope mentor for nearly five years, and I've been privileged to be paired with my current student for four of those years, starting when he was a kindergartner. I began mentoring with the idea that it was critical to demonstrate care and concern and to help my student realize he is important, unique, and loved. I also believed it was important to encourage him to think bigger thoughts and to expand his horizons. In addition, I knew that any additional positive involvement in his life could only aid in his academic, social, and spiritual growth. What I didn't know when I started is the impact it would have on me. Really, understanding struggles and pressures that I only knew about intellectually is helping me expand outside my small sphere to better engage and relate to people different from me. Having an opportunity to, in some small way, positively impact his life is for me a life changer. To become a Kids Hope USA mentor or for more information, please contact Education Manager Megan Loheed. Hello and welcome back to the Become Podcast. Uh, this month on the podcast, I have Matt Aho. Want to say a hello, a greeting? Hello. <laughs> and I have, uh, I guess this is your second or third time on the podcast, but second we have Dan Elisher who is our ministry manager here at the Croc, and Matt is, what is your official title? I guess I should have gotten this information. Oh, man. You are, you work in the youth department at yes. the divisional headquarters, and your title is Young Adults and Character Building. Youth Ministries Coordinator. Youth Ministries Coordinator. So we are honored to have the Youth Cut Ministries Coordinator. <laughs> we have the Youth Cut Ministries those. Coordinator for our division here on the podcast. And it's exciting because not only do you work for the division, but you attend church at the Croc mm -hmm. and you are a worship leader. And you and Dan work together a lot and the three of us work together a lot, which is really fun. Right. Would you guys agree? Is yes. it fun? Yes. Or do you just yes. pretend that it's fun? No, it's fun. I think it's really cool. It's definitely fun. So we plan worship and then Matt leads the worship and um, and you actually just built us some wooden trees. I did. Yep. Which are pretty cool. We're really excited. So if you want to see the wooden trees, you should come on Sunday. Um, but Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about your life and we know what you do, but who are you? So tell us a little about yourself. I am getting married soon. Um, and she's pretty cool. Yes. And she's, she's sweet very, she's and very loving. Sweet. Her name's Angela. Um, and... She was hard to get, but totally worth it. Hard to get. So, <laughs> wow. 
it was um, worth it. She's really a great person. Yeah. We love having her around. And we're both very productive people. I think that's something that kind of encapsulates who we are. So we like to do things. We don't like to just sit around because um, then we drive each other crazy. So um, we've been kind of starting to uh, sell some small things um, like on eBay, just little stuff like that. And um, working on that, we just bought a house together. So we're working on fixing up little holes in the wall and leaks from the bathroom. So it's kind of exciting to be able to do those things. I actually, you just gave us some of your like homemade soap. Yep. Yep. And we love it. Good. It's really fun. It smells so good and it's, it's great soap. So if you're interested in homemade soap, buy Matt around the crack somewhere. Yes. Yep. But you also do woodwork. Yep. And you also, did you just, you made a table? Yep. Made a dining room table. For so, Thanksgiving, so and everyone sat on the sat and it, yes, it, it stayed, stayed together. Yep. Wow. I'm so <laughs> proud of this ball. moment. Way to go! And were you a little nervous? Like, yeah, oh man, okay, now everyone's like leaning. <laughs> everyone, get your elbows off the table. Yeah. <laughs> yep, quit wrestling around the table. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was a little nerve wracking, but That's especially cool. we finished it the day before. Um, so, but it worked great. That's yeah. cool. That's really fun. And it's yeah. easier than you think. It's always easier than you think to do stuff. So is like woodworking that. like a new thing? Yeah. Or have you always been pretty handy? You're just now trying to translate that into like this practical life stuff. Yeah, I've always I've always loved to do things. I've just never had the space to do yeah. them. Um, so for a long time, I was living kind of on the edge a little bit because I I was making enough money to survive, but I didn't have enough money to like have a an apartment with room or like um yeah that's probably the biggest thing i feel like you've been out on your own like yes i kind of think of you don't be offended by this and if you're offended (laughs) tell me we'll take it out of the podcast but i would like you like not like a lost boy but like you've just been like really trying to figure out life because we've known each other for a really long time right and we're pretty close in age and i remember back in our one of our home churches being like, man, he's so young. Like, where is he living? What is he doing? Like, so now you're getting, you have your own place. Like, do you feel like you learned a lot in those years of being out on your own? And Definitely. Um, I'm very stubborn. I come from a hard-headed family. Um, and one thing that my brother told me when I was younger, he said, when he, I was buying a guitar and he said, don't buy something unless it's what you want. And I feel like that principle, I may have taken it a little too far, but that kind of translated into a lot of areas of my life where I decided if I was going to do something, it was going to be what I wanted to do and it was going to have to be worth it. Um, so for instance, I don't own any furniture except for I, I bought a bed last year um, because I didn't want to buy any furniture unless it was something that I wanted to commit to. I didn't want to buy cheap stuff that I would just throw away or donate later. I just wanted to get what I wanted. But you take a lot of time to make those decisions, don't you? Yes, I'm very slow. Um, My mind is very slow. So, first of all, I don't think that all who wander are lost. Like, that's not what I meant. But I think it's really cool to hear people's stories of how, like, they arrived at where they're at. Sure. Um, But I just really remember seeing that in you, like... 
and maybe actually it was kind of like this envious of like, man, I just want to like, he's just like figuring it out and taking his time. And like, <laughs> it's pretty cool to see like that story kind of un- unravel as you've gotten older, as we've gotten older and it's cool to see where God takes us. Um, but when it's cool to see how God uses everything, um, for instance, when I, I lived in Milwaukee for a while, for about a year, and I had to, I couldn't afford anything except to live in this neighborhood where it was very shady. Uh, like the day that I moved in, I had some people helping me and these two girls were driving a van full of my stuff and, and they stopped at a stoplight and someone tried to get in the car with them. Oh so like, Lord. and that was like right down the street from where I lived. So and on the first day. <laughs> on the first day there. of moving in, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, oh and like there were numerous times where like I could hear like the parents beating their children oh. and like I could hear gunshots at night. So I turn off all my lights and lay down and just keep really quiet. And, and then there like many times where like people were found dead in their cars like maybe a block away mm-hmm. so it's a really rough area and um and then i also lived in a place recently maybe a, 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 it's about a year ago now where um i was living in a house with a family and the, the family lived in downstairs and they're really nice people but there's another guy that they're renting to who would like come into my room when i wasn't there and and like a oh hundred dollars disappeared and like and then and then, like, one night I came home and the guy down the street was screaming and, like, punching his front door. And so I went over to see what was going on. And he was just really drunk and and told me about how some lady had just been shot recently right at the street corner. So I feel like these- that's totally your life. <laughs> yes, wow. it is. Like, you just totally have these stories yeah. that I'm just like, that is not even true. That did not happen. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I wonder, do I just attract people who <laughs> are crazy? Or, I don't know. But I, it now always sounds crazier than it actually is. Because when you, when you meet people, like, when you meet, when you go into those situations... It's like you don't realize that this is a story until afterwards and you yeah. think back on it and realize, oh, that's something to tell people about yeah. or, you know, but. So now that you're like, you're laying down roots in Grand Rapids. Right. Like, would you say that this like you are committed to living here? Like you're bought a house, you're getting married. So how long did it take you to arrive to that? Mm. Like, was that a slow, was that a slow process for you? No, as soon as I moved, the first day I got back to Michigan, uh, I moved from Milwaukee uh-huh. here. And you did you live here before? I had lived here um, when I was in elementary school. Okay. And yeah, the first day of being back in Michigan, I knew, oh, this is home. This is familiar, yeah. and I know how That's things cool. work here. So That's cool. Because yeah. one thing I didn't say is you're an officer's kid. Right. So you moved around a lot. So being as an adult, being able to lay down roots, I'm sure that's kind of exciting and almost like an adventure of trying to figure, like, I, you're not going to, like, uproot. So what does that look like, staying in place? Yeah, it's weird. Cool. You have to, like, keep relationships going for longer than <laughs> yeah, a couple of right. years. <laughs> like, all right, it's been two years. We don't have to, yeah, don't right. have to be in relationships anymore. You can't just anymore. cut ties and run anymore. <laughs> um, so I have to actually be nice to people, which is a different experience. Yeah, but it's a challenge for all of us. <laughs> no. But it's been, so you kind of came to church when Bill and I first got here on mm-hmm. and off, which we were like, man, we just like, how do we get him into the church? Like, how do we get him here? Because you're fun and you have a good head on your shoulders. And eventually it just like, 
all kind of came together and you became our worship leader. So that's been really great. Um, I'm going to kind of switch it up here. You're, you're off the hook for a second. We're going to go to Dan and Dan, we kind of, we know a lot about you and have a lot of people at the crock have gotten to know you. Cause how long have you worked here? Oh, Oh, I don't know. At least two years. And then, but you came to church here before that. Right. So Mm -hmm. has it been like five, four or five? Yeah, maybe even six. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you've been on the podcast before, so I right. have a question right. for you. Sure. Um, what are three things that people might not know about you? <laughs> oh, that I have a beautiful and talented wife. Oh, wait. No, they know that. Everybody knows no, that. No, everyone right? knows right. that. Sorry, that was for real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, I don't know. I've been brainstorming all kinds of things because uh, I don't know what people know or don't know, but... <laughs> Is that what but, that sheet full of yeah, paper? Yeah, so six pages so here what, I have prepared. So no, what, people, no. what listeners can't see is that Dan has like... A whole book written. And, like what's that, like a 12 by 12 sheet? Yeah. If <laughs> you open that all the way up. So just three things yes, that people might not know about you, not things. a scroll. Right. Um, well, my as my wife suggested... <laughs> Just kidding. The uh, I have uh, probably don't know that I have two brothers, older brothers, and they both were adopted before I was born, and uh, that's oh, wow. kind of different. Yeah. Uh, my wife and my wife. <laughs> oh boy, I'm Freudian. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you just said Freudian is just too much for me to handle right now. My mother was. Uh, uh, had uh, challenges with pregnancy and couldn't. Uh, would, you know, she had many miscarriages, several. I don't know how many. It's on my birth certificate. But um, uh, anyway, so they started adopting kids, and then surprise, <laughs> she was pregnant. So that's kind of it was kind of neat. And uh, she always said she felt like Hannah, you know, in the Bible and how she'd long for have her own child and she was going to give that child to the Lord. And so that was important in our family growing up. That was on me. I, I didn't know that we had that in common, that we both have siblings who are adopted. Yes, right. See? See, it's what, you. you know, I didn't Laura, know. Laura said Laura. I bet nobody knows that. Oh, wow, that's cool. So, but anyway, they're they're great guys. They're, uh, I mean, they're my brothers. They're not, uh, we don't, we don't, um, and they have both had contact with their birth families. And, and anyway, they're still both my brothers. Um I think we mentioned before that I enjoy radio broadcasts, but but I have really gotten into these old 40s and 50s radio shows. So I've been listening to a lot of Christmas radio shows lately. That's kind of neat. Episodes of Dragnet. It has a really powerful one about a baby Jesus that was stolen. <laughs> anyway, but it's really a powerful story. It really is. And uh, it's excellent. Anyway, and... and Like true story about baby Jesus? He was not the real baby Jesus, oh, okay. but it was actually oh, like, a church. like a church, yes. baby Jesus was stolen right. out of the manger? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop. Exactly. I'm not kidding <laughs> you. It is really a story. So, good, like, was it like the story. child actually kidnapped? The, not it wasn't a living it was a statue oh the baby the doll actually it's a precious statue that was handed down through the decades in this church in california and it was stolen for christmas eve you know and they needed baby jesus for christmas eve so they they called the police and dragnet and 
they all came in and searched and searched and checked out different leads. And, and finally, they found it because in walks this little boy with his wagon, with baby Jesus in the wagon, brings him in. And, and uh, the priest says, you know, you, you took the baby Jesus? Yes. I had prayed and prayed that Jesus, that, that God would give me a, a, a new wagon for Christmas. And I got this wagon. And so I promised him I would give him a ride in it. <laughs> so anyway, but it turns out the child actually got the wagon from these people, these firefighters who collected old toys, refurbished them, and then gave them out as gifts at Christmas. So it was a very, very beautiful story. What if we were like, what if we were always that urgent for Jesus? Yeah. Just not on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Jesus is missing. And we have to have a visual right. to get on with the service. Right. Like, I'm just, as a pastor, oh, trying good. to like actually that's put really that good. into like, man, huh. I just don't know if I would go looking for baby Jesus. Huh. <laughs> yep. Just be like, he's already here, guys. Jesus is in the room. Yep. That's a, but it's a sweet story it is. about a little boy. It is. So I don't know if that was three, but it ought to be. Okay. <laughs> You like your brothers are adopted, and yeah. you like radio shows I from do. the thirties and forties. Especially right now, I've been. That's pretty those. neat. You go, you're, you're old school. A little bit, yeah. So where do you find the thirties and forties? On the internet, there's oh. a actually there's a group uh, that archives radio shows. It, well, they archive a lot of media, but they have a particular section that's old old-time radio. So do you hear old news that was happening at those times? You can. Mm-hmm. There's Interesting. All, there's thousands of episodes of radio shows, wow. all different kinds, news shows, um, anyway, all kinds of things. Cool. Comedy, science fiction. Oh, that's good. <laughs> War of the Worlds. Yeah, War of the Worlds is on there, you bet. Cool. I listened to that at Halloween. And they're not a paid <laughs> sponsor of this podcast. No, they're not. No, sorry. <laughs> you want to know? I know it. Oldtimeradioarchive.org. I think it's org. O-R-G. And it's if someone actually does listen to one of those, I will give away free candy. So, Croc people, if someone actually does it, I want to know. That would be really cool. Well, then just Google Old Time Radio You actually archive. have to listen to an episode, though. Yeah. Oh, there's a... That's- I forgot. There's a Salvation Army one on there. It's called Heartbeat. Heartbeat. What is it? What year is that from? In the fifties. I don't wow. know exactly, but cool. yeah, there's a whole set of them, and they're really good stories. A wide variety of services, um, but you'll have to search for it. Heartbeat. So if you're looking for some Salvation Army history, mm-hmm. head that way. Yep. Um, so why don't Matt? Why don't you tell me? What is one of your greatest joys of working for the Salvation Army? And then we'll have Dan answer. Speaking of the Salvation Army. <laughs> the Army. I'm not sure really how to word it, but I think it, it goes along with having an impact on other people. But it's also coupled with being impacted at the same time. Well, so worry. there's this... Because no, it's, it's... Um, I, I always think of or I, I used to think more along the lines of ideal living, which ties in with what I was saying earlier, but um, you realize when working with people that things are not ideal. And 
in light of that, how do you, how do you, how do you adjust to their circumstances to still speak the same message of love and reconciliation? Um, so that's been a real joy. And um, I don't think there's many organizations that would give a 21-year-old with no degree and and a history of switching schools every semester <laughs> and and just generally not being you know very reliable um a chance to be in ministry yeah. and then to continue giving that person chances over i don't really know many other churches that would do that so yeah that that's me. interesting yeah i think about how um and period well, I don't know. Well, it made me think of how during a period of, of time when I was uh, away from the army for a bit, um, I would try to find work in other agencies that did similar things, um, like in a mission or such. And I and I kept coming back to the fact how to be doing this at the Salvation Army. You know, how to be how to be back there. I don't know why I would even think I should try it somewhere else because it's it's just such a I mean, just partly, I don't know, I know we have ideas about calling, but it's part of that. But it's uh, it's somehow the way you, you can connect in relationship and the and really the wide variety of ministry, that, that whole thing about the, what you said about the cross-cultural, cross-generational, cross-social economics. I mean, all of those things are encompassed in the ministry here. And, and uh, I think even it's more pronounced even here at the Croc. So um, yeah. it's beautiful to see that and to be a part of it and, let, and see God working in and through. So not only being being a, a channel of that blessing or a channel of that ministry, but also being the recipient of it as well and in the commonality of people in life. Good stuff. I think that ministry can get hard, especially when you're yeah. seeing, sometimes you don't see the impact right away, or you're feeling frustrated by the despair that we see in so many people, and we can't always just fix it, but that I think true joy always triumphs over those those moments. But um, that God's always working in our hearts and in other people's hearts and lives. And um, I just, I, I want so so badly to see more joy, you know, even in those hard situations. Uh, and I think that the Salvation Army does a really good job of, we, we hustle a lot, you know, we mm-hmm. keep busy a lot. But um, I think that we try to keep that joy at the front of our ministry. Well, that um, so. I'm sorry. We got. Uh, uh, I think it was. I don't know which one. If it's Andy Miller the fifth or or third or second or which one it was, but he wrote a book about hospitality. That that's the Salvation Army's gift is its hospitality, yeah. and I really I think he's got something there. That there's there's this energy of hospitality that that goes through all of our ministries. That we care about people. We want people to be. Welcomed, we want people to be encouraged and strengthened, and and when we do that, we're we are a beacon of light of God's love. You know, I and mean, sometimes we miss it, but when we when we're doing that, we are 
what God wants us to be. Yeah, and I think that at the crack we do we call I don't know if you've heard us say this but we have radical hospitality and it's like our way of saying it's like our customer service that we're going to be radical and hospitable and always go above and beyond what you know a normal customer service should do and uh, I think that it's so much more than just customer service but it's this idea of building these relationships because we have so many people that come into the crack center or come to church on Sundays they that they do it every week but how do we build those relationships right. to the point where we're having these these good good conversations and hard conversations and that we're really building community with one another and doing life with one another right. and a lot of people come Monday through Friday or Saturday and they come just to work out but then they see something different in our employees and they see right. something different in the communities, the, you know, the pockets of communities that happen all over the crop. Right. And, and we really, it, it really is a community center where people come together. And, um, and like I was just talking with kind of Brent, I don't know. Anyway, we were talking about, uh, families here that come to the crock, but they, they decided that they were going to send their kids to public school even though public school would be, you know, they could go to private school and such, but they really want to in, infiltrate and care for their community. And yeah. I think, oh my gosh, it just blows me away. Yeah. But but they they met each other here, you know, to, right. and and connived this and idea. And they, they are so. they do life together. <laughs> yeah. You know, they really do life together. Um, cool and I'm actually the, the families we're talking about. I'm hoping to have them on the podcast. Soon. Oh, so awesome! Cool. Awesome. But um. Because we have so much to say and talk about and we're good friends just enjoying one another and enjoying uh, having some meaningful conversation, we are going to end the podcast for now, but uh, we will be back shortly with part two. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Become Podcast. Please keep in mind that the views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Be sure to find more episodes and crock information at our website, grcrockcenter.org. See you next time.